0: you're listening to the money with safm market update podcast with host fifi peters
1: time for today's property feature i've been looking forward to this because we are looking at the ins and outs of joint home ownership and this is looking at whether you're looking to buy a property as a couple maybe you're newlyweds maybe you are fat in setting, whatever whether you're looking to also buy a property as friends uh, or even business partners. I've got uh, Natasha Champion, the regional sales manager at Uber Home Loans, for more on this. Natasha, thanks so much uh, for your time. So tell us, I mean, the, the, the ins and outs of this. I mean, is this a good idea? Is this not so a good idea? What do we need to be aware of here? <laughs> so hi, Fifi. Hi, listeners. So what we need to understand about joint home loan
0: ownership and obviously a joint home loan bond application specifically is like any long term relationship, communication, understanding, transparency and a shared vision really is what uh, the people involved in the transaction need to understand and need to be on board with. As you rightly um, said, uh, you don't have to be related to purchase a home together. You don't have to be brother or sister, husband or wife. Uh, It literally is a financial transaction. So there are a couple of pros and cons. Where do you want to start? Uh,
1: Let's finish off with the good news. So let's finish off with the pros. (laughs) So Let's start off with the cons. (laughs) So...
0: You know, we need to understand when we undertake this application process, both of the applicants, regardless of how their affordability is measured and how it's weighted, they're both jointly and severally liable. Now, that sounds like a bit of a scary phrase. It doesn't have to be. It just means that they're equally responsible. So practically speaking, should the first applicant default, the second applicant's going to be responsible for the full outstanding balance. And vice versa. We also need to understand CC that in the in the situation where where the clients involved in, in the joint app would like to purchase the second, third property, the full exposure of that loan will count against them. The bank is not gonna look at half the exposure or fifty percent because that's how the earnings are calculated. The same applies jointly and severally liable. So unless there's a tenant in the place that's income generating, it is going to affect the exposure and um, conversely, obviously, any future transactions.
1: Okay, so just a clarity. So I uh, want to buy a property with my friend Nguli. We buy a property together, but then she goes on to buy another uh, property or two on her own. So you're saying that I'm still exposed to her other purchases outside our joint no, agreement? no. Sorry, so that's the reverse. Your partner that's going on to buy a second
0: and third will need to take into account her full exposure. So say you guys have bought a property together with a million, the outstanding bond is currently also a million. Then either of you want to purchase a new property, the bank's going to say, great, you qualify for two million, but you've got exposure of one million. So in fact, you can only borrow Additional
1: million. Okay, okay, I got you. I got you there. You mentioned uh, the case of defaulting to say essentially. Now, with this joint uh, bond, we are essentially joined to the hip, such that if one person defaults, the other one has to uh, pick up the slack. But what that happens if, there, if there's a, if there's a fallout? Yeah. So, so
0: we we need to make sure that when we um, when we sign, because the bank decides. The deed's office decides it's registered in two names. The bank decides you're both jointly and severally liable. However, if you engage with a conveyancing attorney um, around the small nuances, I'm going to pay 30% of the bond. Um, so when we sell, I will get 30% of the proceeds. All of that needs to be a separate legal contract between the two parties. Okay. So, it's enforceable, obviously, for, for this exact reason. I think what you'll find is that if you engage, the uh, seller generally nominates the transferring attorney, but if it's a bond, the bond registration attorney should be more than happy to to draw that contract up for you at, at a minimum or even no charge as part of their service.
1: Okay, so just a um, final point of this. So now we uh, draw up the legal terms. And there's witnesses and it's a legal document that says uh, that allocates who pays what in terms of share. In the event that there is a um, a fallout of the, the, the relationship, whichever relationship it is, uh, the uh, person walking away will still be liable to pay the property, pay for the property, even if, say, for instance, their circumstances change and they're no longer able to afford it. Or will that mm-hmm. burden come to me as the partner?
0: So in the bank's eyes, as long as someone's paying the bond, it doesn't matter who. So that conversation would have to be had between the parties. But if the person walks away kind of with malice or nefariously and leaves the other person in the lurch and the other person is in an uncomfortable position and also can't cover the lever of the partnership, then not only will the person at fault, um, have, have credit scoring issues and internal bank record issues, but so will the person that's been left in the lurch, All right. unfortunately. That's All right.
1: why the trust and the communication are so important. Yeah, yeah. You need to know your partner um, completely. So, so let's finish off with the positives then because, I mean, if we are coming uh, together to buy a property, we're both in... Um, good uh, financial positions we've both got relatively good credit scores Um, isn't that uh, better for us in terms of the rate of interest that we'll be able to get for the loan if we're coming together
0: absolutely so there's, there's less interest which makes it a more attractive deal structure for the bank because having two parties on a home loan reduces the bank's chances of being let down as we've just discussed one can potentially cover the other on a dark day so that, um, that will obviously increase chances of approval and have a positive effect on the interest rate concession offered. Obviously, there's more affordability. So perhaps you can buy um, a more expensive property because you're pooling your funds, um, and they can shop in a higher price bracket. There's also a bit more of a buffer. Um, w- when things like interest rates go up, you don't have an individual covering that risk on their own. If the people are coming together and they've got potentially some capital on hand and they can put down a larger deposit collectively, that helps with monthly installment affordability. It helps with, again, better interest rate, and makes the cost of borrowing, lending itself, um, cheaper. So also we know, Fifi, that, that purchasing a property does come with associated costs. You know, the obvious benefits here is that they take on equal responsibility in terms of splitting bond repayments, splitting registration fees, insurance, transfer costs, and as a homeowner, you know, the ever-present costs are of general home maintenance.
1: And um, I suppose, you know, the question I actually wanted to ask is, are you seeing a uptick in demand for such joint uh, purchases of, of, of homes particularly in this environment where mm-hmm. um, you know the and cents are not stretching as far as most people would like
0: mm-hmm. absolutely you know so affordability gets called into pressure uh, and an African particularly in the first time buyer space falls slightly short of what they can qualify for instead of saying you know it's not the time for you to buy step aside the question will be posed in the life of bio education, is there someone that can join you in this transaction? And we can advise that person accordingly and say, look, these are the risks. These are the pros, especially if they've identified a deal. You know, perhaps an in investor space, sweetie. And it's kind of a once in a lifetime, but they're not quite there for whatever the reason may be. Um We are seeing that a lot of people, you know, B, for example, has got a a product where there's kind of no limit up to 16 people um, can apply for a home loan. So so that does speak to kind of um, a stop sell environment or, or potentially people that are setting up a property owning company and they're more than one director. That does obviously increase in terms of complexities, which is where someone like us can come in and really hold your hand through that process. All right.
1: Natasha, thanks so much for that explainer, the pros and cons of joint home ownership in this environment. And that was our property feature for today.
0: You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m.,